Hello and welcome to the Padres Podcast. I am Daniel, but everyone just George. And today we have because thirteen. Everyone just knows him. How's it going, Kez? It's going good, George. How's it going for yourself? Oh, I am feeling very good today. Very good, and I'll tell you why. I'm specifically. I'm so good because I can hand the reins over to you today. Um, Akez13 is, of course, our producer. Um, Mike is a frontline worker. We want to salute him out there with everything he does. Um, And Brown, you know, Brown is a frontline lazy motherfucker. So... (laughs) um, (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. No. I mean, mean, there's... uh... Well, it's sort of cut you off there, but like, compare going from last episode, like, man, all the things that he taught, he all the bridges he burned. I mean, he started the <laughs> he started the fire. That's all I'm gonna say. It's the thing. Well, you gotta keep in mind too. A Kez thirteen Kez. <laughs> I'm doing Kez. that. That's ridiculous. But um, reason why we want to have you on is to really stoke, and on top of that. We want to get into a, a different element of gaming from what we got into last time. Last time we talked about RPG, um, RPG Dungeons and Dragons, right? Um, but I know that you are very knowledgeable on this topic and area. We're going to get into how knowledgeable you are. Uh, but really, the idea of nostalgia gaming and remastering. <laughs> yeah, yes, that is that is very true. Um yeah, that's that's something that came that came to me over over the week. Where uh, not over the week, I've been I've been I've been playing this as long as I've been in quarantine. Every single time, every single day, I'm in quarantine. I, it's a game is up. So I usually play Counter Strike or you know the battle royale games. But now I've been playing more and more COD. Ooh. I bought the game. I you know. Back in December, it was on sale for a whole like ten dollars off, and I was like, "Pull the trigger," because why the fuck not? And and yeah. now it's just like, I don't know. It's it's giving me this nostalgia back to where back in like the 2012 or 2011 days when Modern Warfare Two was a was like the top thing, and that's where that's where I kind of wanted to go with this. So yeah, uh, you know, I never really got into the Call of Duty games. Um, I've never been one for any of the online gaming and online gaming community. So I am, I'm outside my element here, and I hope that you can actually educate me on this because I have no idea what the fuck the games are really all about. I, I just well, know that like, come on, come on. No, no, no. Well, like. <sighs> You know, uh, Call of Duty is Call of Duty, right? It's a running gun. Mm-hmm. Short form for Call of Duty was always COD, but remember, the C was never the C always meant culture because of the toxicity, the toxicity that we would people would go through. Ah, uh, yeah, I never, I never encountered that because I never did online gaming. But the toxicity of it, I mean, I, and we're, we're of course like you say toxicity, you you specifically mean well, like what what are you what are you discussing there? Well, we're discussing like you're playing a game mode. 
you know what, you, you're beating the other team, a couple of slurs are being thrown around, stuff like that, We're not, I'm not going to say, of course, but that, that's, that's the type of culture that was experienced back then, and then jumping back in this game, being, uh, hearing people scream everything, mm-hmm. um, it's just like, I don't know, it gives you that nostalgia feel to like kind of be like, wow, this is this is a community that and this game brought it back together. And it's just like it's a it's a very nostalgic feel. Like the nostalgia, the nostalgia came back came back to me and it made me miss the good old days. So now every time I think about or I see videos of of like older like Modern Warfare two or even Modern Warfare Three, it's just like these were games that I would come home, and I'm pretty sure, like, not Call of Duty for you, George, but other games. Like, you would have, you would have a game that at the end of the day you would go home to play, and whether if it's like single player or multiplayer, you out because, and then it would just be so like all the stupidity that you did. It was kind of like an outlet. Exactly. Yeah. So you you got to come home. And not only are you, you know, process of in the game killing people, but in the sort of community and culture that's created, you have a way to lash out and to like get very aggressive with people. I remember, I remember in particular, we have a friend who he would lose when he would die. He would whip the controller, <laughs> the wall. It always freaked me out because I have I, listen. I, I I've always played story mode games, and when you're you're not a big boss, you're getting frustrated. And I can understand that on the level of Call of Duty as well. What's missing was the sheer psychological and emotional involvement that went in into that. Exactly, and I'll have to. After this, offline, I'll have to send you a video, or I'll send you a video after this. But if for people that are listening, it's um, just search up on YouTube like MW2 uh, Rage Lobbies, and you'll you'll understand what people what 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 people went through, and and this is like, and as you said, like the psychology of it, like people nowadays, I like. Everyone sees them as soft, right? They get offended too easily, and and people believe they wouldn't be able to survive on these lobbies, that they would be torn apart there. But besides all this, George, what I was really wanted to go into was like, as I mentioned, the nostalgia feel is coming back to me, and I'm just started thinking about like all the games that would bring me joy, and how they're coming back again. So you probably you probably seen them, Spyro, Crash Bandicoot, games like that yeah. that give me that yeah. nostalgia feel, and that's. And regardless of the remasters or not, it's just a game that that brought me, that brings me back to the good old times. Like my girlfriend for Christmas, she got me the uh, that really really small one, same as the NES Classic, mm. and it had one game on there. To this day, I still have not beaten it. Game, I siphon filter on the PlayStation One. <laughs> to this game, I have not even passed the second level. The second level is find a C4 on a subway. God damn, that subway would always run me over because I didn't know which one to look at. There's four different tunnels I had to go hunting in. But, but I, going back in that game and not knowing any of the controls, dying instantaneously, I was so happy. I was like, 
this made me remember back in 2010, back in grade eight, when I used yeah. to have a PlayStation 1 with a foldable screen on it, and I would play the game, and I would still suck at it. I'm still as awful well, as I am well, today. Nostalgia is, is, is too powerful. It, that sentimental longing, wistful affection for the past, uh, you know, it's, it's brought about by really interesting parts of us. You know, some people get nostalgia when they smell something because our um, uh, or olfactory senses, I want to say, our olfactory senses, um, you know, for some reason have such a powerful way of sending us back in time. There's a specific form of BO that my grade two teacher had back in the day. <laughs> okay. um, when I smell that, I instantly can recall her face. I can't tell you what the fuck she looks like. But if I smell BO very similar to that, then ah, I can I can call back. Uh, what was her name? M- Mrs. Pulsinelli. You know, I can really re- like recall him back. And oh, I should not know her name. Well, um, <laughs> but anyways, um, but so and it's a definitely big thing, and a lot of people think nowadays that you know nostalgia is is definitely something we're going through than we've seen it before well you know there's different movie series and stuff like that that are recalling it but games are huge for us because we grew up on games a lot of us and you know that's what's really important so i mean but um so there's the culture of it, and then what else, man? Like, what else kind of gave you, what else ignited the nostalgic feelings for you? Another thing that ignited it was them bringing back classic maps. Maps that were back in the Call of Duty four days. So it, it was just something that, hey, these were maps that you would find stupid spots that you'd be able to glitch in, that they wouldn't be able to let you go there. Now they fixed it. They made everything accessible. The things that are, that are not accessible, well, it's not, you're not hiding from anyone, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're out of the open. You're very, you're, you can be seen by anyone. But now the hoping that they understood that the community wants more than this and they do bring it on. But again, Activision, that, and we could talk about this later. Later in the, in the in this podcast today, but like how they um, how they kind of start bringing a little bit a little bit of the old back to give people a taste that was nice. And even with the Modern Warfare Two Classic, that was a very nice like the Modern Warfare Two campaign where it was nostalgic because the campaign was my god that that entire Call of Duty for Modern Warfare Two Modern Warfare Three George mm-hmm. that that was one of the best like shooter campaigns I have ever seen for like an FPS game. The um the thing that sucks about it though mm-hmm. is they did not include the multiplayer portion. Given the facts that they believe that they do not think they think that they won't be able to make it feel like how it was back then. Mm-hmm. That they won't be able to per- produce that quality they did so many years ago but back then that was that was an introduction of what can be done and a lot of people just don't care for hey what's new what's something new we can bring just give us what we want and fix all the issues with it 
and you know people will pay for it. I mean, mm-hmm. look at games that are free. Like, again, COD has Warzone for the Battle Royale. People will pay just to get the Seasons Pass or just to get the the cool skins for their guns. People will pay for that. And it's and with them gloating about 65 million players, just imagine that. Seasons Pass is $10. Say 50%, 50% of that. Buys the season's pass for ten bucks. Hmm. There, I mean, there the company just would just uh. <laughs> yeah, they they they, they banked a lot. Uh, yeah. The the crux of this of this episode though is finding out from you. Do you think that it is good that they remaster nostalgic classics for the consumer? And I know there's pros and cons, but overall, there's overall exactly. And percentage, let's there. say, let's say, to, no, 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 say it's going to be one fifty-one percent yes or fifty-one percent no. But there has to be a definite. And I understand that you're going to feel you know, two ways about, it, and you're going to want to sit on the fence. But unfortunately, I want you to have a direct decision on this. I'll say no. I'll say no oh. for another remaster because you know why? Because there's always a workaround for it, like with the emulators online. But the reason I'm saying no is because let's go with the Call of Duty campaign for Modern Warfare 2. They're giving you half a game for I believe it's a $39 or $49 price point, regardless. 40 or 50 bucks just for a campaign. For a one-time story that I played 10 years ago. You know what? I can just watch go on go on YouTube and watch PewDiePie play it. I don't need to pay forty fucking dollars for it. <laughs> I can just I can just go on Twitch and watch someone play it. I don't need to pay forty dollars for it. Given there are some circumstances where it's like, you know what? I had a good, I got my paycheck, whatever I want to go, but I'm staying with the no stance because it's when they when they make mimic games bundle. Mm-hmm like one game or three games together and they put it for the $45 price. It's not worth it. No, it's, it's not. They've, they've taken something. But on the other hand, what about that nostalgic feeling? It's able to recall for you. Now you have something you granted you. We don't really pay for movies at don't go back to a movie that you really love. Either you own it on DVD, Blu-ray, the way back, or you just go stream it online. But, you know, it's it's very similar to movies. I mean, you get that amazing feeling back for playing this game. And now they've actually put work into it. Now, that's the thing. Can you... I, I would argue that maybe that extra money that you're paying for it is for them to have an entire to, for them to keep up that department within their business um, which is me remastering and 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 kind of making a new game out of the old see and again it's a giant no because there's millions of ways there's millions of ways to get it uh, and it's just like it's like let's look at PlayStation Now, or before we go to Xbox, for example, or who cares? PlayStation Now, that's $12 a month, and as long as you have a good internet connection, I believe it's 5 megabytes download, you need fucking hundreds and thousands of games you could go on there and play. Given that they update every month, 
that they have to take put some up and take some down because of licensing issues completely mm-hmm. fine by me but at le- but i'm i'm paying $12 and i could play four games given it's like yeah it's not the exact game right there but like i know the i know remasters are something that it's like oh my god this is a game that hasn't been around since 1999 well unfortunately you pluck at my heartstrings, it's like, it's going to piss me off, because it's like, yeah, I want to play this game, but at the same time, like, holy Christ, how like how much money do you fucking need for people? So, I'm... I mean, I you can really ask, you can ask Star Wars and Disney the exact same question. Oh, exactly. And this might hurt uh, one, of our, uh, one of our friends, Michael Bonello. He, uh, I don't know how he did it. I, I don't know if he fell asleep, but like, for what was it, episode eight? The abomination. Like I, I told him to his face, George. I don't know if you were there, but I told him to his face. I'd rather watch episode one five times than go back and watch episode eight. Watch episode much- eight in theaters as well, but I was not with you guys. Yeah, but I told him to his face. I it it disgusted me. <laughs> that movie disgusted me. They want to go in a different direction. It's like stay with the damn script. I mean, that's one of the things... Well, okay, now, you have to keep in mind that what uh, Star Wars has done... Star Wars is revolutionary in so many ways. When the first trilogy came out, it was revolutionary in which it brought sci-fi back into the faces of people. The idea of going to space, the idea of what's in space, stuff like that. Uh, It was also revolutionary behind the scenes because George Lucas, you know, took the merchandising rights and just made toys and everything galore oh absolutely yeah like the toys and and games there also and trust me everywhere you look people want the old games and same how disney bought the rights of star wars ea another company that is jesus christ george so much money has been put into them from my pocket from Back then, like I, Jesus Christ, I, I, I'm their charity. I put one of the kids through college. I guarantee it. Look, um, look, 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 look. The second trilogy that came out, that trilogy used nostalgia, and it was new because it brought to Hollywood and it made them realize, let's really double down on all these nostalgic figures, and these old nostalgic movies, and that's exactly what they did. I, I think, think they gave it a pass. I think it deserves a pass because again. It started off with four, five, and six. Yes, yes, granted. You knew there had to be a one, two, three out there. Exactly. Last trilogy. It's something new and strange and irksome Hollywood. Because it introduced with number seven when it came out. We can not only blend nostalgia with, we can blend nostalgia with the idea. We can also fan service. Not only because because think about it, one, two, and three. Yes, was nostalgic. We we you know we we saw space. We saw uh, Tatooine. We saw stuff like that, and it pulled on our emotional hearts. Number seven did was it made us realize that we blend nostalgia with stocking the dicks of the fans. And saying, here you go, here's everything you wanted, here's everything you prayed for, everything you wished for. And you know what? One see, see George, I'm, I understand all that, and I do agree with you, 
But the one point that the sequels one, two, and three did or didn't do that seven and eight, seven, eight, nine did is they added a new factor into the series. And you, you and it's episode nine at the very end. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> why don't you explain? Because correct me if I'm wrong. Episode nine, and we will get back to video games, but we just have to go. <laughs> this is like let's see that giant worm or snake, whatever the fuck it was. It's cut. Ray's like, let me stitch that up. Well, excuse me, but let's see if if the what was it? The force heel was around back in episode three. What would happen? Oh, Anakin wouldn't have lost all his limbs. Padme would still, Padme would still be alive. Oh, episode four, five, and six don't exist. That's that one, two, and three didn't do because they under because I agree with you. They show different planets. They show the universe, and they show there's more to what than what George Lucas had. But what they didn't want to do is they didn't stray away from the story from what the actual lore can do. And there's also a thing being that you can say for going off in a new direction. On that token, it's it's not the best of directions. There's so many different. Oh, now. now now, is this so? Then, if we're branching off into films, which we're not, the idea that we've kind of tangented into this, um, sort of like an like a like a bigger theme within our entertainment um, culture, like nostalgia is just kind of here. It's here to stay. Now, here you go. Here's everything you loved. That's it. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, and that's how that that that's that's how that's how the games are. That's that's what they did. Like, don't get me wrong, Crash Bandicoot, I bought right away. I bought it because, again, that was a game mode that I truly and dearly loved. And you know what? I bought it. I I would and I would buy it again. Same as you know what the Dead Space series one and two or beautiful three. That's that's another story. But the Dead Space series are another series that if they got remastered or even Skate. If if those if those got remastered, I would I would buy them right away. Because I because because okay. it, it would be games that I would enjoy. Mm-hmm. I would enjoy them, but I know that it it's wrong for doing it. Because you know what, Dead Space or Skate before EA purchased the rights to them, I could get them on Steam for a bit cheaper compared to them coming out for forty or fifty dollars there. Easy. And that, Easy. That's, that's why I say no, because there's always a workaround. I could get emulators for the games. I could find cheaper ways for them. For it there, even though again, it's sh- they should be they should be universal. That's why we have PCs. But but, but that, that, that that's going on to my, my next thing, and I, I don't know. I guess you can I'll relate this to you with board games. Um with the scummy practices. So as I said, mm-hmm. EA I put a couple kids through college with the amount that I bought. With me. <laughs> and it wasn't the physical games every year that came out because that was a $90 expense, which I was fine with. It was the packs for when you had your custom teams that huh? I put money in because it's like, hey, what is it? 20 players, half of them are crap, and you got a bunch of coins. 
consistency. And yeah. then next year comes out, you do the same thing, rinse and repeat. And I've been getting better. I actually didn't pick up. I didn't pick up 19 or 20. And I don't, and I don't think I'm going to continue until like 2025 when, let's say, I have my own place and I just have it for shits and giggles, whatever it may be. But, and this is where it's like, let's go on uh, with, like, say, Dungeons and Dragons for our last episode. Where you, for example, being a DM, you only have so much at your disposal up until when a new version of the rulebook comes out. Or up until, let's say, the new Monster Handbook comes out for it there. Then you're forced to, given you can use the same characters as before, but if you go into, like, say you have other groups that you have to be uh, DM for that you need you, they wanted up-to-date rules. That means you have to buy entirely new packs. And trust me, we 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 played together and we tried to we tried to look for those packs, and they were not cheap. For just for the characters, not even for the books. And the books are are fine; they're not that bad. It's just the physical characters are the ones that where it's like where they gouge you, yeah. which I find very unfair. Look, when it comes to stuff like that. Question has to be asked: Does things get worse over time because the person, the the artist, either comes stuff down at a certain point, or does the consumer uh, glorify the past, glorify memory, then think to themselves, "Well, what came before was better than what's coming up." Yeah, you and- know what that that. that- that may be true, and it's like, yeah, for for video games, it'll be completely. It, it's a bit different compared to Dungeons and Dragons or any other board game, like uh, yeah. Pandemic, for example. It's like, yeah, seventy to one hundred dollar games, but you know what? Play them multiple times over and over again. Here's a forty dollar expansion, so you can add the expansion with a normal game, which makes it a million times better, and that's. And that's the closest I can think of because with video games, like when EA is a huge culprit with it, like I don't know if you played World of Warcraft where they made their expansions there, where every time a new expansion came out, boom, another uh, here's ten more levels, but you have to buy the f- the full expansion for it there. Um, uh, when I first started playing Dungeon Dragons, Dungeon Master at the time he had played World of Warcraft and got a lot of ideas off of World of Warcraft, um, but no, I'd never. Okay, but uh, no, that's uh, that's kind of where 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 it, it, like it came to where we're just like seeing the, like the like the, the scummy the scummy practices behind it, like um, like even Call of Duty. Don't get me wrong, this is what gave me the nostalgia and just gave me the idea. But like every year, it would be a new game, and eventually, it came to the point where they added a new developer, and people are like, "It's going to be better." No, it did not change. It, it was for the worse. Don't, to its credit, made it a bit better for, um, like certain weapons or like certain maps for multiplayer. But at the end of it, it got worse. And then but, Black Ops One and Black Ops Two, and it was just to the point where Black Ops Four, George. So two cods ago, Black Ops Four was charging seventy nine dollars for just multiplayer and zombies. So let me listen. 
the very beginning of this podcast, I got a, I basically Googled Call of Duty just to get much more information. And I'm looking at World two games. They have what? Four games out. The Warfare games. They have like, I don't even want to count. Black Ops. Yeah, they got another four games. 17 of them there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's insane. Um, here's the thing. Is make more sense for them to keep hemorrhaging out games that are, you know, ish, or to actually go back to a game that people loved, people wanted to play, and you know, just kind of fix it up for the people. See, Which one? That's, but this is where you have to remember, that's why they hired multiple developers. So even though Activision had the Call of Duty name with them, mm-hmm. they got Infinity Ward to do Call of Duty, so think of it like Call of Duty 4. Then Treyarch was Call of Duty World at War, and then Infinity War came back for Modern Warfare 2. So they waited two years before they released a new game. And then eventually later on, they created, they provided three developers. So they gave everyone three years. Regardless, the COD would come out every year. Three years down the road, they would re-release or they would release their latest game there. Yeah. So, compared to like how EA with FIFA, where they stay with the same uh, what's it called? They stay in with the same routine, but they add minor changes to it. Like, like Activision, they, they hired multiple developers because they wanted to give them a chance. And they currently stayed with them because regardless, George, Jesus Christ, it's, it's an addiction. COD is a fucking addiction. Of course. You can, you can argue that it comes in many forms, but I would agree that video games and entertainment in and of itself is a definite addiction. It is, but, but yeah, that's 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 why I believe, like, they were trying to do good with the different developers there. And trust me, a lot of people are gonna bash me on this, and I can't wait for the response we're gonna get on this area. Very interesting. It'd be incredibly uh, interesting. Um, and it's just. I mean, yeah, of course. It's it's going to be, you know, it's going to get real sticky because there's people going to have their opinions. It'd be very interesting if they respond with the opinions that they had when they played um, COD back in the day with that internet culture. Wait but... to see the slurs that come. But, um... <laughs> Just trust me, like I said, YouTube, MW2 Rage Lobbies, I sent it to you in the chat. Please watch it over. Um, but no, here let me let me ask you this, George. So, going back to the remastered portion there. Mm-hmm. So, regardless of any any video game they ever played, if they came to you and said, "Hey, we know you played this game. Like, what 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 game have you played years ago that you can that you can remember?" Well, I've replayed the entire Metal Gear series during quarantine. But that was the uh, PlayStation Three version, right? Um, some PlayStation One. No, I don't even think they remastered it. So I still oh, have to. Well, I, I play it on the PS3, but I play it it's literally the style. Okay, um, so you bought the remastered. So that doesn't count because that was remastered. the last. That was the remastered. Yes, but remember how many games did they give you? They gave you five. Sorry, no, no, six. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. Sorry, I don't. I I haven't bought any of the new remastered. I bought the remastered back in like two thousand and. 
I want to say 2010. Oh, um, the Modern Warfare 2, the, sorry, Metal Gear Solid 2 and the Metal Gear Solid 3. Metal Gear Solid 2, Metal Gear Solid 3, and then Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. Yes. So that was that's okay. the pack I have. Then I have on MGS on PS3, I have MGS1 because they put up all those PS1 games, if you remember. Yes. Um, uh, and then I have the original um, Metal Gear Solid 4 that I bought for the PS3 back in like 2000 and whenever the 2008, fuck it came out. Yep. There we go. And then um, uh, I have PS4 for the Metal Gear Solid 5. Round zeros and Phantom Pain. Okay, regardless, regardless of Metal Gear Solid Five, because that was Kojima and Konami issues there. But so going back, going back to that, where you bought, so the original games came out, yeah. the whatever whichever years they came. Then you bought the re, you bought them individually. Mm-hmm. Metal Gear Solid Two, Metal Gear Solid Three. Yes. So again, for the price point, let's say. $30, right? What, in total for everything I've ever bought? No, no, no. For those for those two games, because I think they oh, were yeah, they were yeah, a yeah. combo. It was a combo. Yeah, you're right, so, you're right, you're right. so $30 or $40 for those three games. For them, though, those games were masterpieces, especially with three there. Mm-hmm. But now, how would you feel if I said that they released on the PS3 mm-hmm. the full uh, for the full eight games, all Metal Gear games on the PS3. Mm-hmm. How would you feel about that? Dollar to fifteen dollars more, forty-five dollars. I feel pretty good about it, to be honest. So you feel good about the two game, the three games that you bought, compared to waiting a couple more years to get all eight. I do because, um. To understand, I'm I'm a little bit more um, candle in the windy type. Um, I really don't care at a certain point. Not that I don't care, but that I don't uh, I don't get bogged down in the facts. Listen, I could like, like I don't care too much about spending money all that much. I still have an iPhone SE, which is ridiculous to some people. Um, but it doesn't. Something doesn't need to be top of the line for me unless I'm. Um, Really, I don't even know. Not even unless something. But for right now, it doesn't have to be exactly top of the line for me for me to enjoy it. I am. I am very. Something just easy to please, Kez. You're very yeah. Okay, you're very easy. Fair enough. But at the same time, you don't yeah. feel like any bit of regret for like, hey, if I if I just waited one or two more years and put down fifteen more dollars, I can get five more games. Get the full set, and all it was was two discs, George. Yeah, one disc true. had all seven games, and the last one was Metal Gear Solid uh, Four. And it's Very like, and, that, and that's where it's like, because um, I don't know if they did the remaster, but it had the nostalgia feel because it's like it's it's bringing games back from whenever Metal Gear and Metal Gear Two mm-hmm. came out. I don't know if that was the SNES. Uh, Metal Gear, yeah, yeah, Metal Gear and Metal Gear Two Snakes, Salt Snakes, Revenge, or whatever, out for um, SNES. Okay, so you had those two games, and then it mm-hmm. gave you one, two, three, Peace Walker, whatever the other one was, um, uh, Spec Ops, and um, and four. 
they gave you the full eight games with that came over the course of what twenty close to fifteen years. Mm-hmm. That oh, is yeah. that is something that that remaster would be worth more while. It's a shame that they had to split it up because we all know how Konami is with their pachinko machines and trying to cancel everything and just bank off of everything else. But it's that was that was something that thank God I didn't buy the original three because I thought I was like, hey, I'd rather get all of them because I want to play all of them again. And I did. And that game to this day I still have. It's one of like my dear heart dearest purchases I have for my PS3. Even though my PS3 is not dead, but it's completely turned off power out. So um it's uh it's sitting there, but that's like that's where I wanted to go. It's like with the nostalgia of of games. They wanted they wanted to give back to the community, but at the same time it's like they had to do so many constant releases of this. Just oh, oh, oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> is is that um, kind of like what go on. No, no, no. Let, let you continue because I was gonna talk about a different game that did the same style of this. Oh, I was gonna say, is that kind of like No Man's Sky and the idea that you know they kind of released something pretty goddamn shite to begin with, and now they're kind of fixing their mistakes. But um, any of the other games re- releasing nostalgia games that are fixing mistakes, well, I guess they are. They're 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 polishing shit up. Well, that's a bad particular because No Man's Sky, you can. Um... You can still buy the game for when it first came out. You didn't have to purchase anything, and mm-hmm. the developers just updated it over time and made it to what it is today. Oh. And they fixed a lot. Like, um, I believe one of our good friends, Ange, Ange the Mange, has this game, and he bought it when it first came out, so he could tell you all about it. He can tell you how he felt, how what his what his feelings were. So I bought the game when it first came out. I heard the hype, and then I bought it, and then I didn't touch it because I I was doing something else at the time. Um, maybe drugs, but anyways, um, what ended up happening was I uh, I. I know, and my roommate, because it was my college house. I don't know what you're talking about. Didn't you hear that game's absolute shit? Why would you play it? And I was like, okay, cool. Put it down. Never touched it. It's still in its original wrapper. Um, <laughs> at, in my house. Look at you go, like keeping it deep fresh. Yes. Right. That that wasn't a very good comparison. That game didn't obviously didn't inspire any nostalgia, although it, technically it could have picked up off of the unsatisfactory feeling that Star Wars left behind for some people. They kind of wanted to go to space themselves and solve it. Um, actively, probably why the new Battlefront game came out to try and help with people's coping mechanisms of how terrible the Star Wars movies were. Um, yep. I know you were going to go into another game. I was going to say is 
this nostalgia and, and all these kind of what you call scummy gaming practices really the fault of the hardware companies in and of themselves because they don't offer backwards compatibilities for some of their hardwares? Um, I wouldn't say the hardware company because, and the only reason behind this is because they did not own the property. If it's their own property, I would say yes then. Mm. So like, for example, Sony with, let's say, Ratchet & Clank or God of War, where Xbox would have like Forza or um, Gears of War. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. One. Um, but no, like uh, going. I was going back to another game where, again, I don't know. This is with the Uncharted series, because when Uncharted one, two, and three came out, that was beginning, middle, and end of the PS3 era, and four came out a year into PlayStation 4's release. And my God, was it was it beautiful? was the game absolutely gorgeous so what naughty dog did with blue point was they recreated one two and three and they re-released it mm-hmm. re-released it back to ps4 of what they did was they updated the graphics they fixed a lot of the shooting mechanics of the game mm-hmm. and of course they added all the um uh, all the extras and everything. Like, it wasn't DLC, but it was more like you can get your main character, Nathan Drake, to be like this super fat guy running around, or you can get the um, you get them in different costumes, or have a different like a secondary character as the main character there. Um, I don't know, I don't believe that they have the multiplayer in there, which one of our, well, your other co-host, Christian, Spent mm-hmm. all, numerous hours on Uncharted Two. <clears throat> for it there, Ooh, numerous, yeah. numerous amounts of hours. <laughs> so, as you can see, why we call him a lazy fuck. Um, yeah. Huge, huge, huge lazy fuck. When it comes to video games, this man could have a whole fucking, you know, a whole clinic on it. You know, it, it's it's insane. Because I remember I I started playing Monster Hunter World, then he went nuts because he that's that's a really nostalgic game for him too i guess he's been playing for so long he has so many hours put in and this really comes to you know a a sweat portion of it like much of that nostalgia is because of how much time and sweat you put into that game i think it would be for the first couple first couple of days you have to grind everything and then eventually it just becomes hey it's a new week it's a new monster let's go for it but not even that. What about COD? What about COD for you? You know, how much sweat did you put into that game? How much did you, like, I, I talked to Kirsty, my, my fiance, and, and she, honestly, um, she, I remember it came to COD, she had diamond MLGs, she said, which is, like, ridiculously hard to get. Now, diamond machine guns? Yeah, that was in, like, the Black Ops, one of the Black Ops games. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it's it's hard to get because they expect you to go through like say get 900 kills and then mm-hmm. get like 100 and like 20 headshots and then so on and so forth and then eventually it's like hey now you did all this now go for another 1000 kills and then you get the diamond. 
So I I applaud people like that. Like that that takes that that, that takes dedication and time for it's it there. And I always applaud people like sweat. Yes. That I applaud people for them too because it's a character that you can't pay for it. It's a character that you can't um complete a certain mission for it there. It's like you physically have to go through this game through like the good and the bad to get those characters or get those items for it. Hmm. And absolutely same with same with Kyle, like Modern Warfare that I'm playing right now. I'm at the point where like I unlocked majority of the guns that are on the final level now it's like oh unlock all the skins then eventually you get gold and I'm just I'm at, I don't care anymore for this. I just want to play the game to enjoy it and then whatever comes next comes next, right? Yeah, of course. But but no, like I like I was saying, like I don't know how the how 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 I feel about this because Uncharted is a very very low like game that I truly do. Yeah, of love. course. I like, I played the entire Uncharted series myself. Now would I go out and get yeah. the goddamn fucking mastered version of it? No. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna play the games that I played back in the day. If I gotta, if I gotta fucking dust off an old system, I assure you, I will. I'm not saying I, I stand on the other side of the table here with you, Kez. Sorry, against you. Do you think that nostalgia games are good because it it harkens some sort of art back to the day and time that you used to play them, and that's all fine, Andy. However, that being said. Um, it it makes it easier. You know, it makes it easier on the companies and the corporations. And I think that's where people get boggled. That they become cash grabbing scummy in practices, like you said, and 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 really try to regenerate and bring life to this old community that these games had caused and stirred together. I also think in some ways that's a good thing. I also think if you are unfortunate enough to be swilled by these companies, that it's not necessarily, you know, is it really their fault at a certain point that they made these games? I stand on the other side of the aisle and say, no, because I'm not grabbing them, you are. So See, if you're not going to enjoy them, it's just funny. No, see, see, George, like, and that's where it gets complicated because for us, those are games that we played. So you personally didn't buy it. I did because I wanted to play them again, and I did, and my dad did. So we were sharing a PS4 at the time, and we would have our own mm-hmm. accounts. But now we have two separate PS4s, so he's doing his own thing there. But regardless of that point, that's something that we wanted to do. My dad enjoyed it because it reminded him, it gave him the nostalgia feel of the old aircraft. Nice, simple jump around, you shoot some enemies, you find treasure, and it's a very, at the end of the day, it's a linear story. Same as Resident Evil. He beat Resident Evil 2. Actually, my dad beat Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3 on the hardest difficulty, got unlimited machine gun, unlimited rocket launcher on both games. Mm-hmm. He, he, this quarantine, he went through those games nonstop, and he's just like, "Yeah, I, I just walk, I just walk through the bosses, walk through the enemies, no problem." Mm-hmm. So, um, back to my point is, 
regardless where, wherever we stand with it, you have to also think about people that have never seen these games. People that are coming off their Fortnite withdrawal because the game's probably dead now. You think so? Um, I don't play it personally. I, 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 I don't play it either. That's a like I asked my cousin about it. He's like he's back on Minecraft. So, but <laughs> regardless of that, I'm, uh, I'm actually off the crack. I'm back on uh, on weed. Oh yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, going from not uh, from illegal to illegal now. Exactly. Ah, uh, but for for kids that, that have been playing those games, it's like it gives them something to show. I don't know. It introduces them to games that they were never able to do, and that's where like the nostalgia ideology also comes from. Mm-hmm. Because don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. if a corporation ever makes a remaster, and if it's been no more than five years, you're doing it's a cash grab. It has to be. A, it's a cash grab for sure. But there's always the smallest chance, not the smallest chance, but the smallest percentage that they're like it's for new, uh, new players. So like for example, like a good one. That, like a very good example of nostalgia and remaster, while at the same time not being like a a, like a a terrible corporation, is God of War. Ooh, interesting. So the the terrible portion comes from like the PSP games, or like when they. So after God of War 3, they created one more. I can't remember that. But basically, it was a prequel before one, which didn't make sense. So, Yeah, God of War had like five games. Exactly. But if we look at God of War 1, God of War 2, God of War 3, storyline made sense. It went through um, all of uh, Greek mythology. Yep, I was about to say... uh, uh, Norse, but Greek mythology there. And then, <laughs> when people have been claiming that they wanted it back, besides when the PS4 came out and they remastered God of War 3, but when people wanted another God of War, they came out with one, and they said, we're continuing his story, but we're, give, we're making it into Norse mythology now. Oh, yeah, it was amazing. When they did, now, here's the other thing is I actually do have but um, God of War is very interesting in its handling of Greek mythology. I think it truly is quite an amazing game series and, and introduces people to the Greek mythology in a new and fresh way. Exactly. Back, they switched it to Norse mythology. I, I was so pleased because now you're expanding into something new and fresh and ideal. There, I oh, that's perfect for the game series because the game series itself was was trying to bring you blood and gore mixed with ridiculous story, but almost like have you ever read the Iliad or the Odyssey? No, the, uh, Homer. Well, honestly, it's, God of War is kind of like reading is like the twenty first century version of the Iliad and the Odyssey. It's Going through, you're seeing the whole pantheon of Greek mythology. You're seeing all the creatures and stuff like that. And you're really being drawn into the story, or at least all the killing, or at least sex scenes, or at least, you know, everything. So 
from the, the ridiculous and funny parts where you can go through the game dressed as a fish. You know, ridiculous parts. It's it's amazing. And they switched it to Norse mythology. I now, but that that's kind of on my side, isn't it? Nostalgia games can be good if they're switched. The exactly. new idea is introduced into them. A breath of fresh life. Exactly, and that's where that's where they do it. Like um, another great game that does it perfectly on the dot all the time is Legend of Zelda. Given yes. the storyline is very convoluted, and that's something else entirely. But every single game that they come out with, it's brand new ideas, brand new chemistry, brand new. Like even even when it comes to the graphics, hmm. like going from, um, what was it, Ocarina of Time, and then I don't know if it was Wind Waker right after. Um, is it Wind Waker or was it? It was no Ocarina was sixty four, and then Wind Waker for GameCube, and then the uh, the Wolf one when. Link becomes a wolf. I forgot that what the name of that one was. A Twilight, Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess. Like everything about it, it's the same character. It's like it. You know, it's the same. It's. I wouldn't say all the time, but majority of the time, it's the same story, right? You have to mm-hmm. save the princess from Ganon. He's evil. You have to go through bosses, but every single time they introduce a new chemistry to it. That is Orcarina, true. Ocarina of Time, Young Link to Adult Link. Uh, Wind Waker, on a freaking boat, in the middle of an ocean. Command the waves, <laughs> command the wind. A princess brings you into it. Exactly. It, or swords, minish cat. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's, there's it, new, new. It's ones. always something new, and it's so refreshing. It doesn't let you, like, like God of War. Like, it's something new that they bring to the table, and it's like, yeah, like you have to go through enemies, but it's like everything. There always has to be, like, that filler in between. But when you actually like take your time to go through it, that's um, that's that's where they do good. But and I think like Nintendo is one of the main guys, main companies that does it spot on. I mean, look at Mario. Yeah, they keep bringing back Mario like nothing else. Jesus Christ! And regardless if it's his own game, mm. like Odyssey, or if it's a one-off, like. Uh, Strikers or Mario Party oh, or, true, or Double true, Dash, true. right? Regardless no, of it, it's and like looking at like look at Mario Kart six, seven, or eight, right? Mm. There's so many different forms and, and 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 new life being brought in, even if you branch out into the different characters, right? There's so much going on from it, and you know it's another tick in my direction. Thank you very much, but it's it's the idea that you know. These nostalgic games are truly can truly drum something up from you while simultaneously bringing in a new audience. And you know, kind of uh, even you and I, when we came into the Zelda series, you know, we were a new audience for a new age of Zelda. Exactly. We came in where, even though it was still possible to get the NES and the SNES, but we came in when the N64 and the GameCube. Mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. it was going through that transition, I personally never had it, but my cousins had had the six, had the NES, sixty four, GameCube, and so on and so forth. Where I was on the where I was with Sony, so that was more with Crash Bandicoot or Spyro, 
Oh yeah, anything or anything else with uh, Sony? I was I was trying to think of another game. I was like God of War. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not PS One. But the, but you're absolutely right. It when we were growing up, it's a new audience, and even now, like with Mario Odyssey, throwing Mario's cap on anything that's that's available. So interesting. And listen, there are some dumb ideas when it comes to nostalgia. Star Wars, for instance, but but these <laughs> games seem to get it right, right? I mean, like, goddamn, somehow Zelda and Mario still keep on coming out and are amazing. Um, but there's other games that that tried to do the same thing and kind of faltered. And I think that's really the fault that comes from artist. Um, if we we wanted to switch back gears and, and talk about Call of Duty, Call of Duty, you know, maybe they could have done something new, and they, maybe they did do something. But clearly, they weren't as fresh as the people wanted it to be. It was, and it, it, there were there were new mechanics, like opening doors. Now, trust me, any other fucking game does that nowadays. But that was That's the new thing because they because they never wanted people to be on doors because it was just an open map, right? Jump on a ledge, shoot people. That's it. They had, they had better graphics, different maps. You can open doors. That's one of the biggest features in the game, which adds to I don't, I don't even know. I don't I don't know how to talk about it. But they that was one of the things that they added that a lot of people liked. There's a they still have to fix it because there's glitches that you can do with it now and it ruins the game. But you know what? Don't hate the player, hate the game. Yeah, of course. But yeah, like I I honestly don't know. Um, I don't think I have anything else, George. Like, that's <laughs> like, I, like I don't know. It, it got it off my chest. I'm glad so, about it. Like, I'm glad. Of course, we got, of course. I'm glad we're able to vent on this podcast <laughs> every time he comes on. Um, you know, once again, we salute him. I have to ask you this question again: Do you think nostalgic games are, in general, good or bad? Have you do you stay with your position as in no, or by the end of our conversation, have I been able to sway you? Well, let's see. Like, like uh, when we when we asked the when we asked the question before, it was a straight no. Now mm-hmm. I ask you this before I before I give you my answer. By nostalgia, do you mean when a game is just brought back as a remaster, or do you mean like a God of War game where they reboot it entirely, but it's still technically coming, giving you that nostalgia factor because it has the name God of War and you still have Kratos. And you still have to go through the same reboot. Okay, let me stop you right there. Reboot will always be better than a master. Okay. Well, I, I just want to—I just wanted to clarify because if I stay with my position, I don't want you to all of a sudden, you know, pull a fast one on me. Like how? Like how you noticed that? Because I guess I was trying to pull a fast one. On. Yeah. So <laughs> let's. So, let's then, so then, answer the question. Answer the question: Are nostalgia games good or bad? Like them, yes or no? Yes or no I'll still, I'll first. still stand on my point for no. Okay, I'll still stand on my point for no because, again, regardless if it gives you that old, like, good old factor of wanting to be in there, that means that hey, if I stayed with Mario, God of War, Uncharted, then I would have never played games like Dead Space. I would have never played games, um, like say Saboteur, Assassin's Creed. Oh, nice. Um, like uh drive club any like burnout i like need for speed like like 
though like there's so many games that I would be missing out on if I would if I wanted to keep that nostalgia factor. And given like yeah, the games were um given the games were released multiple times and there was a sequel for it and like again, EA re-release Burnout Burnout Paradise and that game I bought on the dot. I spent the $40 and I picked it up and I loved every single second of it because it came yeah. with everything for the game and that was a game that I cherished when it was originally out on the PS3. So Okay. Yeah, it's like I but I still stand with I still stay with no. Okay. All right. I'm glad to hear. Well, I'm glad to hear we were able to flesh this out quite a bit. I, we do have some uh, fan questions, though, that we should probably get to before oh, the end of this. Yes. I know. I know we've been missing them recently. I didn't want to really bring them up with Brown because I don't know how much the, the fans, you know, connect with Brown. You know, I'm not too sure. We got we to gotta hear some feedback still. So, you know, um, we have the Twitter. What's the name of the Twitter again? At Padres Podcast. Yeah. Uh, capital P's. PP. At Padres Podcast. Capital P's. Thank you. I don't know. I'm going to take a look at other social media things. Maybe set some shite up. Um, so look, uh, we do have our questions portion of the uh, of the show. Let me see if I can if I'm even going to get this correct. No. What the hell? Nope. There we go. I got it. Do I got it? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, you hear it, eh? Yes, that's much better. I'm glad I killed so much space on that. Mmm, dead air. So, um, our first question comes from now. People, people have been noticing. You know, maybe not put their actual names on anymore. People are using. Uh, other names. So this is a noble man, Saeed, from New York, New York. New York, New, New York. York. In 40 years, what will people be nostalgic for? In 40 years, what will people be nostalgic for? Hmm? Uh, that's a. Well, that's a very loaded Top question. Of because... Top of the mind. Come on. Something off. 40 years, what would people be nostalgic for? Jesus uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Christ, I don't know. Like, I, I, would say, I would say technology. Oh, easy technology. Technology. Oh. I would, and that was, I, was, I, was thinking, I, was, I was thinking like a Tesla car right off the bat. Oh, like an original Tesla? Like the yeah. first model? model not T. even that, like a model, like say a Model S, right? And not like the first gen, just like a Model S within today to like two years down the road mm-hmm. now say 40 years down the 30 years down the line who knows is tesla still a company is the s still a car <laughs> like like i understand that that like britain and the rest of the world are trying to have put in laws to say by 2035 to 2040 cars will be um have to be electric i, I hope so for fuck's sake i hope Oh, it, it, they have to be now. They can all. Well, let me rephrase that. They can only sell electric cars. So uh, if you have so if you own a car that's still gas, they can't really do anything about it, right? Of course. So yeah, forty years down the road, that would be the thing that I would be interested in because I because yeah, as you know, along uh, with everyone else 
I, I purchased the stock with another mm. electric car company that mm-hmm. down next year or two years down, they should have another uh, electric truck coming out. Ooh, will it look better than the Cybertruck, though? Yes, actually, I want you to search it up right now, George. Search up so Nikola Badger. Badger. Oh, I love how they chose, like, Nikola Tesla's first name. Exactly. It's hilarious. Also, I see it, and yeah, it's kind of like a... More, a lot better. Yeah, it's a, a it's great... A truck. Well, I really like the Exactly. So, I purchased the stock... Down, it's going to be a couple of years before anything happens. But yeah, again, of course, but still. same with Tesla. Before anything happened, they were yeah, they were nose to the ground. Of course, absolutely, nose to the grindstone. People don't really take a look at people with their nose to the grindstone. They took a look at the people. Easy, exactly. Oh, so you're thinking. So now, wait, are you saying the first model Tesla, or are you also saying now possibly gas cars? Like, gas car is going to be a nostalgic thing in the future. Like, that smell. That, that burning gas smell. Oh, I don't, I don't say that because that has to go... Because then that's going to require, like, boats and mm. airplanes. Mm. Right? Like, yeah. I think gasoline is going to be still around. But just for very minuscule things. But I think for cars, because that's the easiest thing that we can control right now. Um, the... Uh, that the first Tesla Model S, or like the models mm-hmm. that we have now, will yep. four years down the road, it'll be like, oh my god, you had this car, and people would know, like, oh, it had this security flaw because, and they can't fix it because <laughs> it's a physical chip, and you can do cool stuff with it, right? So, interesting. Um, I was going to say, what about uh, Tarantino films? Well, that is true because we both know he's he's waiting. Unless he's going to do his last one. I don't know if it's still the Star Trek or if it's something else. Mm. But like, I heard he's given up on Star Trek. Well, you know. Anything Tarantino, I will watch. I'll put money down to say I'll buy it. I'll watch Easy. it. Easy. Um, and actually, speaking of Tarantino, I watched Jackie Brown like about a month ago. Actually, after my second and third watch, I've started to enjoy Jackie Brown more. Yeah. It's a nice uh, whodunit and uh, nice, uh, like, twist basically it, it, well it's like it reminds me of um because it has pam greer and pam greer used to be in like those those empowering women uh, shows back in like the these and, yeah. and that was amazing and it kind of recalled for her that and and recalled that kind of time and era and i think that's what Tarantino kind of does he's almost nostalgic his own movies with different time periods, you know, samurai and western, and um, you know, civil war and stuff like that. Yeah, Django Unchained, Hateful Eight, um, World War Two, and, and Glorious Bastards. Yeah, yes, I, I yes. agree. I do, and I do 1969. understand. That, I do understand that. I just believe, um, with uh, like, like not even him, like Scorsese everyone else like anyone that that has like that feel like it's if this director is making a movie it's Mm -hmm. you know he's putting his heart and soul into it like spielberg also easy of course yeah those directors put their heart and soul in everything yeah so um so yeah so all right so technology and and you know maybe some movies and stuff like that Right, next question uh, comes from Dr. Lothlife uh, in Munich, Germany. What is the biggest gaming scandal you can think of? 
biggest gaming scandal? Ooh. Biggest gaming scandal. One man. What do you got for us? Jesus Christ, do I know a gaming scandal? I gotta think about this. I'm pretty sure someone right now that if they'll be listening to this, they'll be like, you fucking They're screaming. Idiot. They're screaming. They're going, you fucking idiot. What about when uh, when the PlayStation never got hacked? Oh, thank you. That was a good one. But they... Uh, really a scandal, but it's still pretty something pretty fucked up that happened. I think a scandal would be Kojima and Konami. Ooh, the Kojima-Konami debacle. Yes, where, they, where he released Ground Zeroes, and everyone was like, a $35 game for literally 10 minutes, mm-hmm. but it was meant to introduce the full game of the Phantom Pain, and then halfway during it, it was like, oh, by the way, it's not going to have Kojima, uh, Kojima's name on it. The second half of the game wasn't done by him, and mm-hmm. even at the Game Awards, Konami banned him from attending for a full year. That's so upsetting. Like, why, why would you do such a thing? Man was a ge- the man is a genius. And they also um, discontinued Silent Hills. Why did they discontinue Silent Hill? Because it was Konami's game with Kojima making it, with Guillermo del Toro oh. and, uh, and Daryl from Walking Dead. And they, after they got in an argument, mm-hmm. they killed the project. Silent Hills was no longer market. I still have a hard drive of my PlayStation 4 that has it on it. And it's, uh, yeah, it, it was just like, like, of course, I don't know the full story behind it. That was mainly what I remember from it. But that, that I still believe, is still to the biggest thing. Like, they had, they had their golden ticket, and all they had to do was just give them money. And all they, and then what happened was there was an issue. Gone. Sony immediately gave them a blank check. With a signature on, says, "However much much money you need, take it, and we will give it to you." Interesting. That's uh, that's really fucked up. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Any more? Um, I, mean, I guess No Man's Sky was a pretty big buckle. Oh on its own yes. Sense. Like that, the idea that. that they released, like they hyped it up so much, they put like. Small had to step in front and and announce the whole thing and did all the interviews and hyped it up and hyped it up and hyped it up and then when it came out it wasn't even done because they were being rushed because of how much they promised. And um, how do you watch the Internet Historian, George? Of course I do. That man's a, a did gen- you watch Did you watch the No Man's Sky one? Of course I did. Where oh, do you think okay. all my information comes from? He's, a, he's an actual historian. I respect him. Okay. Well, you know what? I just want to make sure. Okay. <laughs> don't you? Don't you be coming at me? Like I just want to make you. sure because if because I wasn't gonna I was gonna school you or anything. I was gonna be like, watch him and he'll answer your question. <laughs> but I do agree. I do agree with them too because back in uh, when I used to work at EB Games, mm-hmm. that game was they they told us to push it because of course we need pre-orders and such. But I was a um, I didn't I didn't believe in that game. When when I saw that game, I was like, this doesn't intrigue me at all. You fly into space because you have to find the center of the universe. I'm like, the what the... And then... Etc. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm waiting for. So, 
I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I managed to get to. I sold the. I got two pre-orders on it for people. I'm sorry to those people. I, I didn't tell them. <laughs> I, I you didn't, didn't give your them. opinion. Okay. I didn't tell them that I that you needed online for it, which I, I think <laughs> I kind of left that out. But yeah, you know what? Where it is now, you know what? Good for them. They they fixed it up. We really both did. know. We both kind know like, what, what happened. Kind of like the Cinderella story that the e game never was. Exactly. Uh, that's another gaming scandal. E. That that one turned into a really fucked up one. Now I I believe I'm sure you know about it, but yes. you know um, the whole story being E.T. was to be released after the E.T. movie, and it was coming out in 1982, and the developers got so rushed that the game was trash. It was absolute garbage. But they wanted it for Christmas, so because of that, and also this was it, it was supposed to come out right after the game. It came out like way after, sorry, way after the movie. It was supposed to come right out of the movie but it came out way after the movie like huge long after the movie oh, um yes. and, and so what ended up happening was no game stores bought so many of them that it was insane um and then nobody bought them so then they tried returning it this at the other and then uh who was it too the game company oh atari it was the Atari company who then, for some reason, decided to take a whole bunch of them and bury the games in the... like. They either threw them out or they just buried it outright in the New Mexico desert. Or Nevada desert. I think it was New Mexico, I think, though. Yeah, it was um, Al- Alamogordo, New Mexico. And they, you know, uncovered it during Gamergate, which is hilarious. Yes, I and I do remember that. That's with... um. That was also the uh, angry video game nerd. Yes, he covered it as well. Yep. Well, yeah, I, that was uh, that was that's actually a very good uh, going back to uh, his question. That's a that's a very good uh, scandal there. Oh, huge, huge. Because I'm gonna have to, you're gonna have to forgive me. My laptop is is dying immensely. Um, so I think that's gonna be it for me today. I uh, usually I call you in uh, to end things, but you know you're here. Uh, you are our amazing producer. We want to. I want to thank you uh, on behalf of Mike and Brown. No, although Brown, you know, has some beef with you. Whatever. Uh, we want to thank you as well because you know you put a lot of work into this podcast, and I'm glad to finally have you on. Um, of course, once again, well, thank you very much. No problem. No problem, my friend. Salute Mike for being a frontline worker and restarting this economy all by himself. I know he definitely feels like he has the entire economy on his shoulders. Um, and uh, to all the other Padres who are frontline workers, you know, Ant. Yeah, no, I. Uh, and, and, and even you, Ant, you work during this as well. So, you know, we appreciate all your efforts. <laughs> I would have guessed myself a frontline worker. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not going to. We'll maybe another podcast. Um, None no, of you are medical I, personnel, so go fuck yourselves. Um, that's but no, I do appreciate being on. Um, very hard, George. You've been, cut, you've been very choppy the last couple minutes. You serious? It's probably because my laptop. Yeah. Really fucking, so it's not putting my laptop's not putting any energy into the mic. It's transferring everything to the laptop. I'm done. See you later, guys.